welcome, welcome. We are back, back, back. Always happy to be here. Episode three, baby. Episode three. Locked and loaded. Shut the funk up podcast. Uh, As always, I am the well-fed boy joined with Jay Lit the Kid. That's me. Yeah. How have you been, bud? Uh, You know, we took a week off, you know. um, Why did we take a week off? I don't know. What was it? What were you doing? I, um, oh, Kat and Cody got married. Kat and Cody got married. I was just, uh, just down in Isla Mirada, just, you know, it was, it was actually funny because, well, due to COVID, obviously, we had a very... Jo- Jordan's always trying to get that vid. He's always, he likes to go out. No, most, don't paint me that the way. most vulnerable, vulnerable spots, and he's always trying to get that vid, and then he comes back, and I have to put him on a week quarantine. I, I was at a rave. <laughs> out out in the sand dunes. No, so Cat and Cody got married. Cat and, Cody, Cat and Cody is... Uh, my new brother in Hog. Beautiful. You know, that's it. Beautiful. No brother, explanation brother. needed. Nope. Um, so the funny part was, is because obviously no one was around except family, I got to play every part of the male side. Wow. I got you were to be, every groomsman and I was best the, man. I were, was the groomsman. I was best man. I was logistics. You weren't best man though, right? No. No. No, but I was logistics was best coordinator. Man no. Who it was, was me. Who's the best man? Don't even know. We don't even know. Nope. It was, well, it was you then. It was me. Yeah. I think you me. called me that night. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell whoever the best man is at the, the wedding celebration party next year that he's actually not the best man. Be... Because I was. Yeah. And he's basically second fiddle. You called me the night before. Was it the night before? Um, when, did you, when did you call me? You call, Or was it a week before? No, it was, I think, the night before when we were, him and I were just, I, I, I That was you. night before the, the wedding ceremony when you called? And yeah. Okay. Wow. I thought, okay, I thought that was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were getting after it. I had to make sure that I properly lubed him up with alcohol you know, we had a nice gar out on the dock. You know, I just wanted to make sure that, you know, he got the, he got the, uh, you know. Well, but then you called me and things changed. Yes. Now, see, okay, see, see now, Jordan's, Jordan's giving me the no, we're not allowed to talk about this. Uh, you know, uh, <laughs> no comment. No comment. We're not allowed to go there with this. No. After you called me. No. Okay. So. Uh, let me walk this back. Jordan called me the night before with uh, with Codester, and um, they were getting it in. It was the night before, cigars and whatnot. I was there for you somehow. I had picked up. You FaceTimed, and we yeah. all got shirtless. I remember that. And that and yeah, and we got shirtless. That's what I was going for. That's what I was going with. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. We, 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 all, we all did a communal tarp popping. A, par- a popping of the tarp. And that's... A ceremonial a popping c- of the tarp, yeah, to be ceremonial. honest. Yeah. As it's- my best man, I needed you to pop the tarp so that I could then pop the tarp. Subsequently, Cody then popped that's the tarp. A, 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 and just real quickly, we, we call popping of the tarp, that's called uh, you know taking the shirt off. And that is a vocab word that you have actually introduced into, like, the friend group, and now everyone kind of uses it. Like, that's something that, right? Was that you? Well, I want to Jewishly take all the credit for that. Yeah, I would have. It's not Always Sunny. That's an Always Sunny reference. Does, when, 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 when's that? That's a, that's a, that's a Charlie, Mac, Dennis. They, that's that's them? Are you sure? A hundred percent. 
Okay. That's where I got it. Like, because I'm deep in, in the Sunny game too. Go and back and maybe rewatch. I've been watching episodes. it all week. Me too. I was watching it yesterday. Which one were you? I was watching the new ones. Yesterday. Oh my god! I was no. watching. It was um. It was the the wrestling match one. Oh. The, gar- the garbage men. Wow. Yeah. There was the... there was some good ones. I was watching Ellie. Uh, does not really get the show. She does. She it. thinks they just yell at each other. That's how my dad is. And I'm you like, yeah, they it. are yelling at each other, but the intricacies of their conversation are maybe the funniest thing on the planet. My dad says the same thing, and he's like, everyone's yelling out here. I can't hear anyone. And I look at him and I say, are you not listening correctly? Because I can, I can sparse. I can hear each one. Yeah. No. It's the best. It's it's. It's they should be always sunny. Should replace always sunny in Philadelphia is what we're talking it's about. A, it's a show. national we love that show. It's a national treasure. We should just replace that show at the Smithsonian, and that should be the only thing you see when you go there. Yeah, it's right there. It's for me. It's 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 Moon A1, Landing, Seinfeld, Seinfeld, always sunny. always sunny. That's yeah. it. Mm. That's it. That's it. <laughs> I like that. I love that. I love that. I love that. Uh, just real quickly, little housekeeping. Uh, yeah, okay. Make sure you like and subscribe to the email. Make sure you tell your friends. Make sure when you're at work and you in the podcast, not the email, because the email you can't really subscribe to. I guess you kind of could, but we don't have that. Type All right. Of, you know, Shut the funk up podcast at gmail.com. Hit me. Hit us. Hit hit us. I will respond well, it's back. But 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 me. <laughs> yeah. Um. Make sure you like and subscribe. Review. Mm-hmm. Just let us know if you hate rate. us. If you hate us, supposed to rate it too. They, tell they us, but you. tell us how much you hate us by giving us a five star. Yeah, or just give us the. I'm I'm cool with you. Want to you want to pop the like the zero, the one star, and, and trash us too? Because I mean, I consider any feedback. The fact good that you're feedback. yeah, the fact that you're going on there and saying that uh, means guess yeah. what? That's like half the people that do the Yelp reviews. I'm like the fact that you even made a username and password to tell me that this frittata wasn't up to the correct temperature you wanted it at, Karen. Thank you. Is the headline of that um, of that Yelp review called? Frittata nada. Not a frittata? Not a frittata. Yeah. That's Question it. mark? Yeah. That's what it was. It, I messed that one up there. It was the other one. No, you got it. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so make sure you go on. Give us some feedback. Tell your friends. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, when you're in an mm-hmm. import, important business you know, email thread, make sure that you just plug it in there. Yeah. When so you're that talk, they yeah, respond back yeah, with just six talking, question marks. Yeah. When you're know? talking to your family, your friends, and they're talking about podcasts, and you want to seem cool because you don't even listen to podcasts because podcasts have been around for a while, but now you kind of started listening to them because of us. Come, come in hot there and talk about ours like you know what the hell you're talking about. That actually makes you seem way cooler yeah, they, than if you didn't suggest a podcast because yeah, oh. now everyone has – you know, oh, have you heard of this podcast? Use ours right. as a way to feel like you intellectually have a, yeah. a leg up on everyone else. And it will really help with your group of friends if you um, if you uh, if you say that we're a true crime pro- podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> people love a good true crime podcast. Yeah, tell them that. They will listen and be like, what the fuck? No, this isn't. But then we will somehow tug at their heartstrings. Now they've subscribed, and it's yeah. just like seven true crime podcasts, and then us just shutting the funk up. It's just shutting the funk up. Okay. Um, yeah, so I have a little housekeeping too as well. Uh, last time uh, we gave the huge plug to our graphics guy, Oddline, a.k.a. Nick, a.k.a. the person that still hasn't given us our graphic. That was very 
Jewishly guilt trip move of you. You learned. Was no, that all right? Was that good? That was perfect. Was that all right? Yeah, that's how you're supposed to do it. Right? Yep. Um, still hasn't given it to us yet, but it doesn't matter. We're gonna get it because, like we said on the last episode, I mean, we didn't pay for it. You know what I mean? We didn't fucking pay for it. Free ninety nine, baby. Yeah. Right. You know, five finger discount. You know, I mean, well, that means you just, we stole it. Well, did we? I paid for that. I paid for those boneless wings that one time to to to, to Denver. I <laughs> did you did you mention that on the podcast? Yeah, yeah. Last week we thought, you were mad that you were like it better not be boneless, and I'm not gonna ask. I'm not, I'm not gonna ask Nick. I'm gonna have you when he comes on. You you can ask him if they're boneless. I'm all. Uh, um, speaking very quickly on that, are you no, a, hold on? Are you a drums or flats guy? Oh, dude, all drums. All drums. So you request all drums. I don't request at all. I don't like it, a good grab bag of both. It depends on the place. You know what I mean? Like. I look on the menu. How much is the upcharge? Uh, hypothetically speaking, one fifty. I'll do. I'll, we're we're cool with that. Over two. Guess what? I'll I'll uh, just I'll gag. It. I'll gag down the flats. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I'm picturing just like a pelican neck throbbing yeah. as you're just yeah. you're just the meat is sliding down your throat. Yeah. Yeah. Ideally for Alex, he would love to find you know. His, you know, his future wife. She's an all flats gal. Oh, yeah, that would be perfect. And we can just go out and we can get wings, get twenty wings together, and just. So let me set the table. I'm picturing it right now. It's February fourteenth. You're at a singles mixer. You sit down at the table. She's like, "Oh man, I'm hungry," and you're like, "Oh me too." You snap to get the waitress to come over, and you're just I'm like twenty wings. And she goes, well, oof, I like all flats. And then your eyes turn into hearts and you go, I'm all drums. And then that's the first, you know, that's the relationship has started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how it starts. It's uh, it's all downhill from there. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, just very quickly, though, I want, I want to also uh, say we – so we there's, there's, there's three things now. One – we got my neighbor let his dog out, so we got a yapper in the background. So you're gonna hear a little dog thing in the background. Hey, Sorry ben. about that. Uh, it's what the little uh, so it's it's what the kid does over there. He just loves to make sure. I think he's just yapping to see if there's other dogs there, and there's just never any other dogs there. I, I think that, that that's the only neighbor that, that I have that has, that has a dog because this thing goes outside and it just yaps looking for someone else. Okay. Okay. He's on notice. Yeah. So number two, um, we are recording this one under different circumstances. We're playing hurt today. We are playing hurt. Um, I've had a bit of fiasco here at the studio. Uh, Michael kind of dropped the ball. He said he had the proper equipment. Strike one, Mike. Strike one, Mike. Our producer, Mike, uh, he's telling me something about the audio interface. I don't know. Okay, like we just come here, we sit down, we talk. We're the like, we're the idea men. We don't do any of the background work. Right. No so, work. This one's being recorded a little bit differently, so we might not sound as clear and beautiful as you know we usually do. I know you guys love the bravado, that deepness of the voice, mm. that AMRS. Again, we're AMS. Just, I don't. It's AMSR. That S gets me. ASMR. So yeah, it's gonna sound a little bit differently today. Bear with us. I promise we'll get back on track. Uh, we fired Mike. Um, so, but for now, we're recording it this way. Hopefully, it's a okay. And guess what? What? If it's not, 
Fuck off. Fuck off. Yeah, there you it know? is. So, want to get that one out of the way. And also, two last time we gave, uh, yeah, we gave Nick the shout out. Oddline, uh, find him on Instagram, Facebook, wherever, wherever you want to find him. I only use Instagram, yada, yada, yada. His name's Oddline. Nick Bodigal does great stuff. I uh, also wanted to give a shout out because we 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 kind of kind of messed up on this one last time. Uh, our musical bets, all the music that you're, you're hearing. Oh, that's on you. Yeah, that's on me. Uh, all the music that you're hearing, all the intros and outros, the for the for the peacocks and, and and whatnot for the these are all produced by our amazing friend uh, Max Zargon. Max Zargon is. Uh, a great, great friend of mine. We did a little bit of music up in Jacksonville back in the day. Um, he, uh, he He's an absolute musical genius in my mind's eye. And he was gracious enough when I told him that we were starting this podcast that uh, I was like, hey, we need some music stuff. And he sent me just a boatload of like just amazing, cool, uh, you know, beats and instruments or instrumentals, excuse me, and tracks that he has been working on on his own and he has allowed us to use them and I hope you guys enjoy him. His name is Max Zargon and you can find him again. I only use Instagram. On Instagram is, is Zargon plays Zargon. Like that. That is his handle. So go find him. Go shout like out him. to shout out to Max. Yeah, yeah, Max, thank you very much for letting us use your stuff. We love it. Um it's 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 incredible stuff. Cool. All right. Um so here we are. Do you have uh, anything that we need to start off with? Or I want to just, I want. I mean, you know me. I mean, we kind of talked about this during the week. I, I'm, I, I'm. I want to talk about these presidential pardons. Cool. Okay. So this is the segment. Um, you know, obviously January twentieth, there was a changing of the guard. Um, there was a plethora of pardonings right beforehand, and that gave me the great idea that. You know, I got a few people in my life that I need to pardon. Well, before we get to your pardons or my pardons, now I guess you might ask me if pardon I pardon my pardon. Yeah, um, I want. I just want to talk about the essence of presidential pardons. That's bullshit. Why they sh- You should not. If you want to get your pardons in, there should be a deadline. Hey, you want your pardons in? You need to get your pardons in. Nine months out before you're out. Nine months out before, like, you know, you're up for re-election. So that we can, like, talk that shit about it, right? You can't just, like, you know, because, you know, Trumpito, like, you know, at the end here, and it's not even him. It's it's all presidents. They've all, like, kind of done this. They pardon people in the last, like, 24 to 48 hours of their president. They're just like, all right, boom. Yeah, as you the know, door, one foot out the, the door. Let the guys go. Yeah. You know, uh, like, let this guy go, let this go. And it's just, that's it. It's just matter of fact. You, you just have to. You just have to let them go. Lil Wayne, man. Yeah. He just got the... Got and I think that's just bullshit. I, I'm not into that. Like, you shouldn't... One person should not be allowed to just be like, you're okay to go just because you're president. Someone else needs to have a say on that. Well, so who who gets, to, who gets like, the veto power? Um, I mean, let... I mean, I don't know, like, maybe, like, I don't know, like, I mean, obviously, democratically, I like to, you know, answer that with, like, Congress or, like, the House, you know, like, you know, talk. We don't have the answers. Fix it, though. But, like, fix that. Like, that's not fair that just because, like, you know, and and I guess maybe I'm really bringing this up because Trumpito, uh, you know, let a couple of his cronies go there at the end, you know? Yeah. He let, like, you know, his lawyers and cronies and stuff go there, and it's just like, 
Is that what we're doing here? Is that what we're going to do? I mean, because he threw like you know he threw you know Cohen and those guys under the bus. They took the hit for him, but then he pretty much told them, "Hey, guess what? Wait it out there. I'm gonna put you in a nice cell. Put you in that good good cell, the country club, right? And then you know the low November, security. Yeah. Take a little eight month vacation. November second. Got you. I'm gonna Perfect. let you go. And like I'm not down with that. I can't do that. You're not allowed to do that. Why is why is anybody else allowed to do it? You know what I mean? Well, I, I am allowed to do it. And I have a couple people here who have committed egregious acts. Okay. And I'm willing, as as president of this podcast right now, to to, to, to let it slide. All right. Well, as as the president and, more importantly, the judge. Yeah. Uh, let's Judge, let's jury, go, and execution. Let's go through your, your pardons right now. Um I would love to turn to Mike right now and tell him to, you know, play some musical beds right Give now. Give me like, like a gavel, like hitting, yeah, hitting the the the, uh, the, the desk as uh, soon I, as I yeah. I say it. Hit the desk. Yeah. Okay. What do you got, Mike? All right. The first one, um, the first one is Paul, my dog. Paul, your dog. Wow. I was walking him. I reached down to grab the tennis ball to throw for him. And he headbutted me in the fucking nose so hard. Well, you I got th- a big Jew nose. I know, but I thought he hit me so hard. I thought I was in the middle of like an Australian bar fight, and he had headbutted me, like in all the movies. Assault. Yeah, assault. But That's then assault, I brother. then I looked at his lovable fucking face, and I said, "You know, you probably didn't mean to do that." Well, and you and you kind of bent down. He's a dog. Like That's, that that one doesn't even count. Like he's getting pardoned every time. Paul has been pardoned. Okay. Wow. Okay, next. Uh, the next person that I will be pardoning is my chiropractor. Now, she, she actually hasn't done anything yet, but I would allow her to murder a small crowd of people and still get off because she has just worked magic. Really? Yeah. So Really? Uh, Island City Chiropractic. That was a yeah, plug. Yeah, you, um, you're, you're just a, a hidden gem. Uh, a What's diamond, your last name? A diamond in the rough. Do we know it? I only, Kathy. Dr. Kathy. That's all you need to know. I can only assume that like she's probably just, you know, it's like a Rothstein. You know, it's just probably... <laughs> no, I don't think she has any ties to old, old you know, families of the United States. But if she murders someone... I don't know what old pardon. families of the United States that you're going through. I was going for a Jewish thing. If you're talking about old families of the United States, we're talking like Vanderbilt's. You well, you said Rothschild, right? Or Rothstein. Isn't that one of them? No, I know it's Rockefeller or something like that. You know what I mean? All like of those, those are Rothschild. I think is one of them. Rothschild might be in there just because you guys. I mean, you're taking a lot of heat right now. Yeah, uh, <laughs> we'll get into that. We'll get into that. <laughs> All right, my next pardon. Um, it was it was one that was actually expected. A literal pardon that was expected is Joe Exotic. If you didn't see the news, oh, no, no. he had the limo out front. Listen, listen, I saw that. I saw the news. That on takes that. a big dick to just just have the limo. It does out not. Front. It does not take a big dick. It does not. It takes an ego, not a dick, to do that. And big dick, big ego. No. I mean, listen. I I don't know if I'm talking to Jordan or if I'm talking to fucking Donald J. Trump over here because I know he thinks his. Well, he didn't pardon him. But like, dude, do we know? Do you know what? Like, do you know what he's convicted for? You know why he's in there? Attempted murder, whatever. I mean, murder for hire. It doesn't look good. All I'm saying is, if you have the wherewithal to get in touch with your people on the outside, 
to have a stretch limo, and reports were that they were drinking and hanging out out front of the jail all day expecting this pardon to come down and be out, as reports said, by like his, lunch. His, by, his by lunch. Like yes. His, yeah. That, to me... He was, I, I'm imagining he's like looking through the window because he's definitely got like a window seat, you know, in the yeah. prison. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. He sees it outside. Yeah. They're waving to him. Yeah. He's waving back. Yeah. So, you know, I'm pardoning him. I'm willing to go because I did, I, I did see that too. Everyone thought Joe Exotic was going to get off. I think he kind of, he kind of fucked himself there by making such a parade of it all. I agree. I think mean, I mean, if he kept it low key, Maybe Trump would have been like, yo, you're out. Stay low. But you, stay but low. guess what? You, you pulled up with the... The limo. Pulled up the limo. Okay. And then my last one, um, my last pardon is um, I'd like to pardon myself. I don't know if you can do that. It was... It was. I think Trump was trying to do that, so there might be a little loophole there. So you know? I'd like to pardon myself for admitting that um, that my wife did make me watch Bridgerton. I've watched. I watched. Wow. It all. Okay. This it all. is that. Thank you. See, and you are pardoned for the honesty. Thank you. Was it good? Um, you know, it wasn't terrible. Answer the damn question. It's. Mm, it was trash. Yeah, it was it good. It was no, bad. It was no, dumb. no. Sorry. No. Sorry, Jordan's wife. It was trash. All right. And that. Um. Do you? Is there anyone on your? Um. End? A couple do you, pardons. Do I have? Um. No, no, you know if you're if you you know if you're in there you're in there. Okay, guess okay. what? All right, guess what? You do the crime, you do the time. Um, unless it's like a low, you know, like some small offense on like you know some you know marijuana charge or something like that, you know, or if we know for a fact you know the cops were dirty, uh, then like you know we can talk about we can look over the case. Deal. Deal? Okay. All right. Deal. But those are my pardons. That's those what are, I got. Nice. Um, I want to go back on the headlines. I think we did headlines last week. Was it last week yeah. that we did them? Yeah. Um, I remembered one of the headlines okay. that I, I had sent to you and, and you were, I think you were trying to like mouth to me. Like, you remember this one? I didn't remember it and we didn't go with it, but I remembered it now. And it was actually my favorite one. Um, it was... Wait, headlines. And then Mike, this is where you come in with like the little... Come the in. little newsroom sound. The okay. Yeah. Yep. Um, so just real quickly, because I thought you would like this. It was a it was a Florida man one. Okay. So my I, favorite. Yeah, yeah. It was like Ocala or whatever it was. It was a few weeks back. The owner of the Seven Eleven ripped the microwave out of his wall and said. No one else is allowed to come in here and use the microwave. Because you know how, like, you know, you go to you can go to a Seven Eleven and like, you know, go in there use the microwave, make some oatmeal or whatever. The fuck yeah, this want. is fucking America. Right. This guy said, "Guess what? It's out of the wall. We're not using it." So, follow up question: When I come in there and I may or may not be very hungry, and I'm deciding to purchase that that big, you know, foot long burrito, mm-hmm. that's why they have it. Yeah. So how do I? What do I do now? How do I warm that that puppy up? You know, drive it down the street. You know, I mean, put it under the seat. You got you got seat warmers? <laughs> no. Do I just toss that puppy on the engine? Yeah. 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 Put it right right between the radiator and the you know. Oh, I got it. Stick it in the muffler. We get a little smoked yeah. flavor Ooh, to it. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit of that uh, that <laughs> smokiness. Um, I thought this was great. The guy, this is a a, a gas station, a Seven Eleven, that is strategically right next to 
a drug testing facility. Um, Do you see where I'm going? Mm-hmm. So he had so many kids, people, adults, whatever you want to call them, coming in. Shysters. To warm up their piss. Yeah, I got to get it up to that between 90 and 100 degrees. Wow. I don't. Someone is. I've never microwaved the pee. Never done it. done that. Wow. Mm-hmm. And the crazy thing is you've never even been on probation, so I know that you're warming it up for someone else. <laughs> I'm not going to give away my source. Okay, yeah. The guy said, you know, it's out of here because you had so many people coming in there to warm up pee and, like, bags were bursting. You know, he was getting, you know, shady characters that are in there just messed out. Uh, you're warming up from what, what, can I can, what I can only assume is, like, you know, their nephew's piss. I actually have a good um, a good piss story uh, it, that falls within that range that I'd like to discuss. Go. My mom basically had mentioned, you know, when you get home from work today, you're going to take a drug test. Ooh. Uh, and this is, I must have been, I was a senior in high school. Why so, were you watching to take it? She was just like sprung it? Yeah. Don't, I don't know. We'll talk to Barb's. I'll see if I can find out. Well, you were a major drug dealer in high school, weren't you? <laughs> yeah. 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 Huge bales. So I looked at, I talked to my buddy at work who was, you know, on the, on the, uh, in the, the line in the kitchen. And I said, yo, I need a, I need your piss. I knew he didn't smoke and I just, I needed it. So I didn't have anything to put it in, but I said, this is my only way out. And so I had him actually piss in the bathroom into a a glove a white glove that you would normally handle food with and i took that glove home and i put it in the little cup and i passed the drug test a latex glove with all the powder and stuff in it yeah (laughs) yes yeah powder yeah the powder just in your pee yes and literally passed the drug test and i've never you know, made my mom feel worse about thinking that I had used drugs. Oh, she believed you, and you totally were just high. Oh yeah, and I, I just, you know, I, I went over. What'd you do for the buddy that gave the piss? Uh, I hooked him up. I hooked him up with, with some like some burritos or some weed or something. Some probably like Seven Eleven burritos <laughs> yeah, or something. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, I said here's some cold burritos. You can't warm them up here though. The place didn't have a microwave. So. Yeah, there's no microwave here, so take Weird. them home. Weird. But yeah, I beat I beat the charge on that one, and uh, my mom probably doesn't know that. I have so. a similar. I have a similar. Yeah, sorry, uh, sorry, Jordan's mom. Uh, now you know. Not sorry. Um, yeah, you know. Turned out okay. Yes. Uh, all right. You know. Uh, I have a similar. You know, beat. Uh, you know, beating it too. I uh, got the the truck taken away from me when I was in high school, mm. and couldn't get it back until I passed the drug test. So never. Yeah. And I was like, um, that sucks. Guess what? I have friends that have cars. And they got to a point where I was like, shoot, I need, I need, I need to drive around. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I got to take the ladies out. Yeah. And uh, took one of those detox things. One of like the teas. Yeah. Drink this four hours before and then piss 10 times and you're good. You know, whatever it was. I'm always, I'm always like, how do those work? I'll tell you. I've done it many times. Is it just witchcraft? It's you. It, it's a it's a delicate balance of time and uh, food hydration. Okay. Yeah. 
Like it says, like you drink this four hours before and drink two quarts of water, and that's it. Don't and and only pee three times, and like you have to stick to it. I also remember on those it would be like guaranteed or your money back, and it's like motherfucker, I don't care that I get I forty dollars back. I just lost a job that I couldn't yeah, a lot of like, money. Yeah, like listen, in. I'm not taking it back now. Like if you want me to come back, like I'm gonna. Can, are you hiring? Yeah. If I don't get the job because I failed the drug test because your fake piss didn't work, will you hire me? That's that's the guarantee. That should be what that says. That's the Callahan guarantee. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> All right. So you're hired. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's my story. Yeah. So I took it. Um, I drank way too much water. Of course. Um, took it with my dad. Uh, it came up like false positive, you know, whatever. It was like not yes, but not no. And I looked at it was it was a Your moment. Dad said good it was a moment. Yeah, I looked at my dad like so and he was like doesn't say no. That's a that that's a yes then. Threw me the keys and I was off to do drugs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah. That's how it goes though. As soon as you pass, it's like the world doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. Where's the ganj? That is, that is, that is how it goes. That is how it goes. Okay. Um, but uh, what else? You, you got anything else for me? I mean, I, I can go into I can go into tons of stuff here that we're you know that we're going through uh, with this with this damn country. I mean, I, I was thinking about maybe going in your your Marjorie girl, your crazy Marjorie uh, Georgia politician that thinks that uh, Georgia is com- a- companies owned by Jewish people are shooting down lasers from uh, outer space that are sparking Shh. wildfire. <laughs> Yo, I thought I told you that in confidence that <laughs> if I, when I took you into the garage that one night and I, I blew the dust off that box and I opened the box to show you my goddamn space laser, you weren't supposed to tell anyone, let alone mention it on the podcast. Star Wars light, like, I thought that was just a light. You know, let's talk about this though. If that space laser is real, it definitely sounds like when you're shooting lasers in Star Wars, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That exact sound. Mike, put those in the background right now. Thank you. Yep, thank you. Uh, Jordan's got it, so we're good. Yeah. Um, I don't want to talk about the lasers. You don't want to talk about the lasers? Well, yeah. I don't you want to talk about the, you I don't know, want them to know that we have them. That you have them? Yeah. So. They'll come for our stuff. You're, stop. Well, well can, I just, can I just ask you to just stop using them to light uh All right. All right. California, California, we're sorry. Okay. <laughs> Like, look, Georgia has been an embarrassment for the most part, um, you know, since, you know, the Civil War. We finally maybe turned the corner in the last couple weeks. Stacey Abrams, all that shit. And then, of course, now space she, lasers. She's Just not, erase everything. This, 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 this chick is representative, too. She wears these, you know, these face, these, uh, you know, the, the masks that everyone hates to wear. That all they always have a statement like you know it's like says Trump won you know they always have something on it. What would yours say like if you wanted to like make it if you were you know like on on the floor in the house like what what was your what would yours say if you wanted to like would you bedazzle it what would like hmm. mine would mine would be shut the funk up. Well, yeah, I mean, I think we need to get some merch out that has that. So you got a merch guy. Um, well, we need a merch. Oh, guy. Do it for free. Yeah, we need a merch guy. Uh, listeners out there, far and wide, I need you guys to send me an email. Say you got us on the masks. Yep. And we'll put one out that says "Shut the funk up." Mm-hmm. 
And um, yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah. All right. Um, I think it's time. Is I I think it's time. I'm I've been waiting all week. I think it's time for the the peacock. Let's do it. Let's get into it. All right. Let's do it. Get into it. Hold on, let me get comfy. Now's the time where I get to kind of kick back. Get a little comfy. And me and the listeners, uh, you're gonna take us on a little little journey right now about a new peacock. I'm gonna learn something tonight. So what do you got? This actually was is the first one that I think that you might actually already know. Uh oh. Yeah, I think you might actually you know beyond this guy just because. You know, now I'm gonna feel like a dick when I don't know them. Yeah. Yeah. So you set that up perfectly. So uh, this uh, today's today's peacock peacock first, music. First, I uh, want you to mention you know that that uh, we do have the playlist. We have the playlist. You can always find it on Spotify. It's called Peacocks and Music. Just go to Spotify and type in Peacocks and Music. You can find the playlist there. Every person, every peacock that we talk about every episode. Um, we always do an in-depth, like, you know, spotlight on and then I go in and I find all the, like, little cool choice tracks from that that artist or label, whoever we're talking about, and I add them to our Peacocks and Music uh, Spotlight, just so whenever you're listening to, you know, to the podcast now and you want to listen to, like, you know, whatever, if you want to hear who we're talking about, you can go there, you, you, you can go check it out. Yeah, you curate a playlist towards whoever we're doing for the week, so. Yeah. Well, and, and it's a running playlist, that's all. That's the other thing, too, like, I don't, I, like, I'm, I'm going to keep all the peacocks are on there, I don't delete the peacocks after them, we keep a running playlist. Yeah, so, once you're done listening to the podcast, go over to Spotify, check out who we're talking about, and then shoot us an email and tell us how fucking awesome it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I'm uh, as always. I'm always excited. Okay, and this is one that I think that you'll know. All right, maybe um, uh, today's peacock Rod Temperton. Nope. No. Mm-mm. Maybe I don't know. You might. You might. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe his body of work will. It will. Okay. It will. All right, Rod Temperton. Um, just uh, just just an amazing, amazing man. Always, they're always from. They're never from America. They're always from someone else. They're, they're always from somebody, and they could be from America, but whatever. Rod Temperton, October 9th, nineteen forty nine, was when he was born, and he died again. He's dead. September twenty fifth, twenty sixteen. Ooh, okay. Keyboardist. Mm-hmm. Multi, not really a multi instrumentist. He's 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 a, he's a keyboardist, but he, you know he writes songs. He, that's what he, you know he does his thing. He likes to tickle the ivory, though. Yes, yes, yes. Known as the Invisible Man, and you will find out now. Like, is that actually his nickname, or is that just that's his called? nickname? Yep, that's that, that's how he's known. And not he, seen or heard. Well, heard, but yeah, not seen. Exactly. You know, he he went to the school of the blind and deaf. <laughs> well, no, <laughs> just the blind. Yeah. So, named Rodney Lynn Temperton, born in Cleothorpe's Lincolnshire. Ooh, okay. We got yeah. ourselves a little London or uh, an English bloke. Yep, yep, yep. 
he uh this is uh one of the cool things that i i learned early on about him was he uh was raised semi-similarly to how i was where his father every night his father was like you know a bit of a you know music guy his father every night uh gave him a transistor radio mm -hmm. and uh would let him fall asleep to it because his dad was not a big lullabies guy. <laughs> his dad was not a big like, hey, read me a story to put me to bed, you know, Rod, Peter Rabbit, you know. His dad was like, hey, miss me with that bullshit. I ain't do that. I'm just going to indoctrinate you through the radio. I'm going to give you this little transistor radio, this little mini guy that you can, you can put inside of your, uh, um, uh, you know, in your pillow and stuff, and you know, you just ride with that. You can get that Peter Cottontail shit out of here. <laughs> Love that. Yeah. So, like, which I thought was cool because that my dad actually when I growing up uh, when I was young, my dad did the same thing. You know, there's tons of pictures and videos and home movies of like, you know, you know, my dad just like plopping on the headphones and being like, you know, have at it. You know, as an infant. That actually reminds me of your niece and when she was very young. And you, you, you pop the headphones onto her. Uh, yeah, she, uh, she did the same thing. She still freaks out to this day. I got her a microphone for, uh, um, for Christmas and it was one of those microphones where it plays your, your, your voice, your voice. And she freaked out. I think it was like the first time she actually like heard her voice. There you go. Yeah. It was a beautiful moment. So yeah, Rodney Lynn Temperton. Um, so in 1974, uh, we'll fast forward here about, what do we got? Uh, 25, about 20, yeah, about 20 years old. Um, he answers an ad in, uh, in the, ma in a magazine that's looking for a keys player by Johnny Wilder Jr., which is interesting because Johnny Wilder Jr. is from Dayton, Ohio. And if you don't know Dayton, Ohio, Dayton, Ohio was a, just a hotbed of funk music. You know, that's where... That seems a bit odd, though. It's like the only thing Dayton's ever been a hotbed. For. It was, yeah. That's where they had SOS, Gap Band, like all these crazy okay. bands came out Okay, is that like OJ? Yeah, they had a okay. ton of, ton of like, ton, all these like crazy funk bands came out of Dayton, Ohio. For Ohio players. Out of Dayton, Ohio. Boom. Boom. There you go. Put a bow on it. So, uh, Johnny, Johnny Wilder Jr., he uh, he's the one that put the ad in the paper, but at this point, Rod Temperton, you know, he's an English bloke, mm -hmm. so he, you're wondering, wait, how did he see an, a magazine ad from a guy from America? Mm -hmm. uh, Johnny Wilder Jr. Uh, was serving in the military, and he was over in Germany. Ooh, yeah, and he was over in Germany uh, twiddling his thumbs, and. Uh, Rod Temperton happened to like, you know, be going through Germany or whatever it was, like, you know, visiting, and he saw the ad and he uh he answered it. Okay. So he links up with uh Johnny Wilder Jr. Um and uh did I say Johnny Wilder Jr., did I say where he was from? Well Dayton. Yeah, he's from Dayton. Uh so he um you know he he's got some funk background and stuff, and he's a lead singer. And he links up with Rod Temperton and then a couple of other, you know, whoever guys, and they form Heatwave. Ooh. Remember Heatwave? Now I do. Now you're back. Yeah, I'm in. Groove line, all that good stuff. Yeah. Jordan has entered the chat. Boom. Yeah. So Heatwave is born in 1974 with these two cats, you know, mainly. Uh, in 76, you know, two years later after they hook up, uh, they have their breakout hit, Boogie Nights. 
yeah. Boom, you know. Oh, boom, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was like that was a that was a huge, huge one. And then the next year they put out another album. They churn out like three albums, like real really from like 76 to 79, they churn out like three albums. Mm-hmm. Um so Boogie Nights was, you know, the first hit off of 76, and then in 77 they have the the hit the groove line. Okay. Uh, again, these these are just always these times in the, in this podcast that I wish we had like the license and the rights so that we could like you know play things you know so people could know. But again, this well, is when you reference back to once we're you know multimillionaires from all the millions of people listening to the podcast, then we can afford to buy it, and then we'll go back and and edit it in. Right. Right. So uh 76 77 you know has a couple hits with boogie nights and groove line which you know in in of, the, of themselves if you guys don't know they're pretty big hits they're, they're 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 really good songs um so after uh those two he catches the eye of the great quincy jones oof that's it. That's an eye to catch. Yes. You catch that eye. Mm-hmm. You're you're you done did it. Yeah. Quincy Jones kind of hears him, and uh, it's actually like a kind of like a cool like little uh, little like weird story. Quincy hears him, and at that point, you know, Quincy, you know, hasn't worked with MJ yet at all, and he, I forget who he passes off to. He passes. Whoever it was, it was like, you know, his manager or someone, and and he, he gives the name Rod Temperton to his manager. He goes, hey, check out this guy's stuff. Is he good? Is he up to snuff? And the guy looks into it, and he goes, yo, this guy's good. This guy this guy can create music. He's got the goods. Yeah. So uh, Quincy, Jones, Quincy Jones says, let's do it. You know, brings him on board. And the first uh, project he brings him on board for is... Michael Jackson's Off the Wall. Ooh, heavy hitter right off the bat. Off the Rip. Wow. So brings him on Off the Rip uh, for Off the Wall, 1979. Um, uh, Rod Temperton writes three songs off of that album. Really? Yeah. Um, I'll... You probably don't know that album as well, you know, as you know I do or most, but I'm going to give you a quick trivia here. Guess one of the songs that he writes off that album. On Off the Wall? Shit, you're going to put me on the spot? Um, this is before Thriller. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm filling, I'm filling, I'm filling. Um, rock with you. Boom. You like one. That? Okay. Name another one if you got it in you. Don't stop till you get enough. Nope. You're uh, out. Boom. But you got one. <laughs> but you got one. Hey, I'll take it. Yeah. So he writes. Uh, listen to this. He writes "Rock with You," "Off the Wall," and "Burn This Disco Out." Off of off of Michael Jackson's uh, debut album. Wow. Yeah. Three absolute bangers. Yeah, that's that, that's a that's working with MJ too. That's like a kingmaker. You yeah. work with him, that sets your resume up forever. Probably the royalties from that alone get you set to go kind of create, you know, creatively, you know, go explore whatever space you want. Right. Exactly. Exactly. All right. So yeah, 
does uh, 979 off the wall, you know, Jackson's debut album. I mean, rock with you. I mean, huge hit. Uh, off the wall. Off the wall is my favorite song off of Off the Wall. You know, I don't. Yeah, I mean, everyone um, loves. You know, don't don't stop. You know, rock with you. That brings me to a broader question. What's like your favorite MJ song of all time? I don't even know if I could pick one. You know, like to me, he's kind of like. This is gonna sound weird. But it's like sublime in the sense where I don't really know a majority of the names of the songs. When they are played, I know them from the second they start. But I don't know if I could ever pick like a legitimate number one song. I can pick a legitimate number one song from Michael and I will tell you it in about five minutes because guess who wrote it? Oh, okay. All right. (laughs) Teaser alert. But um, so after 1979, when it's off the wall, you'll love this. He uh, uh, he does um, George Benson's album with Quincy Jones. At this point, once when Quincy hears them and they do Off the Wall, and Quincy's just like, you're with me. Ooh, that's it. Yeah. And then, and then so they start to do like a lot of like really cool stuff together. But the, So the next year they do uh, George Benson's album, and he writes... Is he, is he basically like... Um, he's basically Quincy Jones's like studio album guy then, right? Like, yeah, like he's like... Like if he needs a keys guy, he's calling him. Like, so this is the thing, like, so, like, when you, if you look up, like, the credits for, you know, any of Quincy's stuff, like, let's just talk about Michael, Michael's stuff, because, you know, Quincy did Off the Wall, Thriller, and Bad. Yeah. If you look up the credits for those type of things, some of them are written by Quincy, and some of them are written by other people. Some of them are written by Michael, some of them are written by Rod. Yeah. Some are, they're all written by other people. Yeah. But, you know, Quincy was the overall production, you know, the producer yeah. of all of it. Yeah. And he brought in Rod, Rod Temperton, but Rod Temperton wrote, you know, those songs. Got it. Okay. So there's, yeah, it's 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 hard, you know, to like really realize like, so he's, what do you he's mean someone produced a song? Did he, did, did Michael Jackson write it or did, you know, Quincy produce it? But it, really there's other people there that write, because really when, it's, when you write the, the, the lyrics, not even the lyrics, if you write the melody of a song, you wrote the song. Yeah, just because Michael Jackson comes in, he just performed it. Yeah, it doesn't mean that he he didn't write shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like you know, Rod Temperton wrote the melody, the the bass, and he wrote all that. That's he's the writer of the song. Yeah, it's like the juxtaposition would be like Prince, who basically we know, basically organized, played every single instrument, wrote every lyric. But if you come in and you write the song and like, you know, whatever you know. Say like you know Beyonce is all the single ladies. If you wrote, if you came in and wrote all the arrangements for that song, and then Beyonce came in and said she performed all it. the single, la- all the single, and she was like, oh, I think we should do all single ladies. The, the other guy wrote it. She yeah. she didn't write it. No, she you know, she just she just put the stuff over it. Got you know it. What I mean, that's not writing. That's not the credentials. Got it. So after off the wall, George Benson, ready for this? This this was like, this was a cool one that I didn't know. He wrote "Give Me the Night." Oh. He wrote Give Me the Night Okay, for George Benson. I like the range that, that he's performed with. Mm-hmm. So he does George Benson's uh, Give Me the Night, wrote a couple other songs on that album. Um, and then in the same year, he did the brother jo- the Brothers Johnson uh, album and wrote the hit uh, song Stomp. We're oh. gonna stomp. Okay. All night. You know what i Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of wrote course. Stomp. Okay, so he's, that, now he's got like so then, he's he's got a list now. At that point, it's like okay, this guy he he's got it. he's got he's got it. So writes those two songs, um, and then in '81, he does uh, Bob James, 
uh, Bob James' album, Sign of the Times, which for any of you out there, you might not know who Bob James is. Uh, Bob, Bob James is a you know, kind of an old jazz guy, you know, used uh, the Moog a lot, but he's really a very progressive jazz guy, and he is probably one of the most sampled artists by hip-hop. Okay, so an, an unsung hero that yeah. if we went back, we would, we'd be able to take the little tidbits out yeah. of all the hip-hop yeah, songs. Yeah, if you go back and you look at like De La Soul and Ninth Wonder and just, you know... A lot of that 90s stuff. Yeah, from Primo, DJ Premier. They were just digging through Bob James's first four albums. and Because okay. Bob James was a jazz guy and he put out these incredible albums, you know, in the 70s. But they're all instrumentals. So I, I will easy. now be digging through all of that. Yeah, check it out. Cause yeah. And so he was heavily, heavily sampled by like, you know, you know, all the big producers, you know, in the future with uh, you know, uh hip hop. Yes, thank you. Um, so boom, does the Bob James stuff. Um, and then really, but what like what is really cool, and you can you can hear it in the uh, the Picasso and music uh plays that I put on there. The Sign of the Times album by Bob James, which I believe was like his second, third, maybe his third album. That album, you can really hear the antithesis of Thriller. Like you, that like, really? yeah, in there, like when you go in there, you can really start to hear like Quincy and Rod's like relationship as, as far as studio time and, and like, you know, collabing. Would you say it was like them almost experimenting, or do you think it was like a a a thought to go against what they had already made and try to do something completely different? I think like it was it was I, it a. I think they were just kind of like both figuring out, like you know, they did you know off the wall, and then they went and did because because you have, because look, they did off the wall with with MJ, and because and, and MJ is not a jazz guy. And then no. they went and did George Benz after jazz guy. George yeah. Benz got jazz guitarist. Mm-hmm. And then they went and did uh, Bob James at that, another jazz guy. And also, you, you you know, Quincy Jones is a jazz guy. Yes, he's, he's a jazz sac- guy. Sac- saxophone um, or piano? I think it was a piano. Jazz don't, pianos, don't hold me right? to that. I, yeah, I think it was a piano. Don't hold me to that. Uh, we need our, our fellow followers to to yeah. to, to, to fact check that, that yeah. and let and let us know. We're probably going to look it up as soon as right. we're done with the segment. But you're, but what you're seeing is like, but what you're seeing is, you, you know, they do that first MJ album, and Quincy is, a, you know, because really with that first MJ album, Quincy is out of his element as far as pop. He is, he didn't do anything before that. Yeah, yeah. You know, like pop wise, like big hits. Yeah, that's when you're coming into the mainstream, and you got to kind of get with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know how? Do you know how? Uh, Quincy and Michael hooked up for that for that off the wall album. The story behind that um, is it is it is it maybe like uh, introductions through other jazz cohorts? No. So before off the wall, um, remember the Wiz, mm-hmm. the the movie, the Wiz. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that was produced by Quincy Jones. So he scored that movie. He scored that movie. Oh. And then and then Mike was like. Yeah, I That's, need you over in my corner. Uh, yeah, because because you have to remember too, Mike was trying to break off from his brothers. Yeah, so he was trying to do a solo thing. Yep. Yeah. That's so, interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. So Mike was like, "Yo, this guy is kind of cool. He worked with him a little bit on the Wiz, and he was like, "Yo, you want to do my first album?" And then 
you know, Quincy brought in Rod Temberton, and then, you know, it was really cool. Got it. Cool. Boom. So, uh, after that, uh, after 1981, uh, Quincy Jones asked Rod Temberton to be on his album, which I hope you know when I'm about to say this. Remember Quincy's The Dude? I'm not feeling confident about it, no. The Dude. Wow. Okay. I have some homework. Yeah, you have a lot of homework. You need to go back to that Peacock's music uh, playlist on Spotify, and you need to listen to it. That's how I know you're sharpening your game right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need to go back and listen to it. So Quincy Jones, in 1981, wrote, or did, an amazing album called The Dude. It is front to back. It's full on jazz, right? It's no, it's not. It, it's not. It's it's like it's that leak. It like leaks through the jazz and the pop scene. Like this. That's why I was like trying to like kind of like say before. It's like this is where you're starting to hear the antithesis of Thriller. More like and like not standard pop, but more of like an exploratory. Let's just try some different stuff and see what kind of sticks and go with that. It doesn't really need to be genre defined. Right. Yeah. But you're you're now seeing their relationship really get like strong, and they're on one. They're feeding off one another. Yeah, because when you're in that studio there, especially when someone's writing songs, another person's writing songs, you got Quincy Jones there. You you that repertoire that 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 relationship is is huge. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So. Um, so Rod writes a couple songs off of uh, the dude. I think it's I think it's like three songs off of there. Um, he uh, he actually writes the uh, the title track, the dude, for okay. the album. Which again, yeah, nasty. I have homework. Nasty, okay, amazing, and uh, that's when you that's like I said, that's when you really start to hear you know what is about to come, which is thriller. Mm. Thriller. So there's what, like 83, 82, 83? Thriller is 1982, I believe. That 81, sounds 82. Sounds confident. I, believe it, I think it's 81 or 82. Uh, you know, yeah, it's 81 or 82. Um, so after he does the Quincy Jones album with him, he gets back in the studio with Mike. And uh, So is he the keys on Thriller? Not only is he the keys on Thriller, Jordan, he wrote Thriller. What? He not he wrote Thriller. The whole entire song. Arranged it. Arranged it all. It. He wrote and arranged everything. Uh and, and said, you know, Mike and Quincy figure out the vocals. I like to think now this is probably unconfirmed, but I also like to think that maybe he was a zombie in the video also. He was not. Okay. But uh um, confirm that. One of the other like cool things though. Uh, when looking into it was you remember the intro part of Thriller with um, uh, like the movie part yeah what's the Vincent Price mm -hmm. the guy that does darkness a lot <laughs> yeah. and all that yeah that was also written by Rod Temperton so, and he wrote that on the way in a taxi on the way to the studio I'm picturing on like a shit piece of paper he pulled out of like his his like pea coat yeah and he just wrote that intro his peak, yeah, wow, his peacock coat, and he basically wrote that down and was like, hey, uh, Quincy, I have something that I just want to add on the yeah. front end. And that was, like, and that was one of the first things, like, when I was looking him up, which I was like, yo, this guy isn't just a, you know, musician, and, just, you know, he is a conceptual, like, he is thinking about 
more than just the music. He, he the was macro. the one who was like, yo, I wrote this song. But then he goes, hold on. We have to do an intro to this song. It was the whole he, – he took a step back and looked at the whole macro. Mm-hmm. Because he wanted to originally uh, call it like – I think it was like Midnight Man. And then I think he had like another name for it. It was like – I I can't remember. But he had like a couple of names that he wanted to call it. Mm-hmm. And – he says, he goes, I was, you know, wrestling through a lot of different names and I wanted to call it this and that. And he said he wakes up one day and Thriller, uh, he's like watching the news or something and like he hears the word Thriller and goes, that's the name of the song. So if you had told me going into today that you were going to be telling me about the person who wrote Thriller, I would have said Michael Jackson, strike one. Then I would have said Quincy Jones Strike, strike two. two. Yeah. And I wouldn't I would have just stepped away from the batter's box because I didn't even have a third guess. Yeah. So yeah. that's pretty cool. That's basically the name you're telling me right now, I, I'm sure a majority of the people listening have never heard that name, right. but wrote and arranged from what you're telling me, basically maybe the biggest song in the history of pop music. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, peacock. Yeah, a definition bit. of a peacock. A to- yeah, a totally a peacock from uh, what was it? Uh, Theo Theo Spar Lincolnshire, what, 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 somewhere Theo, in fucking yeah. England. Um, so yeah, he writes on a napkin, does all the Vincent Price stuff. Walks in the studio, says Vincent Price, which at that time was a huge you know actor. He, he reads it all. Um, goes on to uh, write not only Thriller off that album. He does another song. I uh, it's at the end of the album called like. Um, I forget. She'll, she'll be mine. It's not. It's, it's 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 like the last album. It's the last song on the album. But he also writes my favorite song by Michael Jackson, which is "Baby Be Mine." Oh, Remember you like one? the deep cuts? Though. I do you're like a, deep cuts. You're a deep cut guy. Yeah, me and Rod. <laughs> yeah, you and Rod. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it does the thriller stuff? You know, it, it's 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 amazing. Um, he. Uh, he he does a couple stuff after that, you know. We're 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 coming to the end here. Uh, he he writes. He's oh wait, Donna, Donna I gotta Summer ask. Stuff. I gotta ask. I forgot. Normally it's at the beginning of the Peacock segment. What type of drugs was he into? Uh, totally clean. Again, another clean one. Wow. Yeah, Listen, you're I three guess. for three. I need you to stop. I need you to find someone not a square. Yeah. Well, uh, usually like the ones that were really good at what they did weren't. Uh, I guess you know? so. Yeah. I mean. Maybe I wanted you to do Sid, I'll get some Sid, Sid Vicious or something. You I'll know? get some in there for you. All right. You know, it, was, it was Rick James' birthday on you know yesterday. Happy birthday yeah. to the punk funk king. Yeah, man. Um, but uh, yeah, he went on, Rod Temperton, he went, he went on to do uh, some really cool stuff with Donna Summer, wrote some like amazing songs for her, Rufus, uh, Shaka, Shaka Rufus. Okay. Um, Herbie Hancock, the stuff Ooh. with him. Like he, he's got a ton of other like really, really cool stuff with a bunch of other people. Um, again, all of those like other deep cuts from all the other stuff that he uh, worked with are all on, on the Peacocks and Music uh, Spotify. Um, and uh, really, after um, you know the mid '80s, after after he didn't do anything on Bad, mm-hmm. you know Quincy. That, that was did they part? Like, did they part ways, or was it he was they just um, they, they kind of generally? You, it was yeah, it was a parting of ways, and also too, if you listen to you know. You know, bad versus the sound kind of changed. Yeah, the sound totally changed. You got started yep. getting digital. Yep. Yeah. So, and I think he was a, a victim of that. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. And uh, and then after that, he kind of was cool. Like he didn't really do anything else after that. Um, 
you know, grew old and uh, and whatnot. But I, what I thought was really cool, I did some research after that. Besides, literally, people that have came, uh, artists that have came, uh, songwriters that have came out of England in the UK. Mm-hmm. If you take John Lennon and uh, Paul McCartney out of it, this guy's wrote more than them. It's also weird that more 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 hit singles. Yeah, that's like, and once again, nine out of ten people like could, number one could hit never singles. tell me his name. Could yeah. never tell me this guy's like, name. Absolutely, like gold records. He has like, if you want to like, you know, if you keep like, you know, like the Beatles in there. Of course, they have like the most. But after that, it's him. Also, it's a bit unsettling too that just like once again, one of the greatest pop songs ever written, just. By by Michael, you know, performed and, and all that by Michael Jackson just slithered over from England. Yeah, which I feel like is always going to be like, you know, an an, uh, an underlining. Yeah, it's yeah. always just going to be an underlying condition. That well, and also there. I think it will also be another underlying condition is the pop stars and artists and people that you love and you think that they wrote the songs that you think that they wrote. Guess what? <laughs> what they didn't fucking write them. Yeah, well, I'm sure there's always going to be that, you know, you hear it, this person's performing it and saying it, so therefore you attach the fact that they did all the legwork behind that. I think especially people of our age and older generations know that's not always been the case. Or right. you'd be you'd, you'd be hard-pressed to find people that will just believe, okay, Michael Jackson wrote all of that album, right. which in fact he probably wrote very little. He's very a performer. Little. He's yeah. a performer. And, if and, you, and yeah, and yeah. If you go back on those credits too, he really didn't write shit. So that's a that's a that's another just hashtag check the credits. That's yeah. a, that's gonna be a big yeah. you know motif of the podcast. You know what? Pop open that CD, pull that little pamphlet out, mm. and just see who produced it, see who wrote it, mm. and especially on some of these bigger songs, you Look might them be, up. you might be a little surprised. Look them up because you know I I, I know you and I I used to always. Flip through those little pamphlets oh, yeah. to see what was in there because it always it. made sure to tell you who did what on every song. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of people went, you know, they they breezed right by by that and went and looked at the art or whatever that was on the inside of that. Yeah, and that's well, some of the most important information about about mm-hmm. the music, right? Well, yeah, and especially now too, you just have you know, if you think that you know, In Sync and Taylor Swift and you know. If you think that Adele wrote her songs, you're fucking sadly mistaken. Okay. Well, I'd like us to maybe even come up with a list too. Maybe in a the frauds? future, a list of frauds. Ooh, I, well, I was going to say alarm. That's a lengthy list. <laughs> I was going to the other list. Of like I was going to say. I was going to say the opposite. Yeah. I don't want to go with the fraudulence because I'm not out here trying to expose anyone. Mm-hmm. But I'd like to maybe uplift and show a little light and shine that light on. Let's do like, that. Like the Prince. I Prince, like Prince is the perfect example. Mm-hmm. We know that he wrote and arranged and basically recorded and, you know, he did everything. We know mm-hmm. that's that's what he's basically he's known for. He's Bowie shit. Yeah. So I'd like to maybe, you know, highlight some of these other artists. That's a good idea. That I, think, maybe, I think that's something we should talk about. You know, and, and maybe it doesn't always need to be a peacock, but maybe we can just give you one of those artists that's been real and held it down. Yeah. Non frauds. Yeah, we're gonna have to. We're gonna we're gonna work. That's a working yeah. title. Yeah, it's um, not it's not a good title. Yeah, the title. I mean, you saw when I did this with my hands. Yeah. That means yeah. it's a working title. Yeah, he's doing a hand thing. By the way, audience, it's saying that's that the, that's that not title, title is trash. We're not doing that. Yeah, but yeah. we're gonna come up with one. I think that's a 
you know, we like to uh, we like to give the people their roses mm-hmm. in this podcast. Mm-hmm. We're not going to always expose the fraudulence, but if you did it and you did it the right way, we want to make sure you know about That's it. That's the stuff we love. We like that. Temperton, I would have never fucking known that. And now, now, every time I listen, I'm be like, hey, assholes, you know who wrote that? Guess and who wrote, when you, every single time you hear uh, George Benson's Give Me the Night, you're going to go, Temperton. Temperton. Wow. There you go. And that's our peacock. That's our I, peacock of the day. Peacock of music. I got to say, this one to me. Um, I thought you would know that one. Yeah. A um, little, little bit of guilt there. Mm-hmm. Um, but th- once again, you know, Man, the he reason. Was knighted. He was knighted. It's now Sir Rod. Rod oh, ex- oh, well, ex- Sir Rodney Lynn Temperton. Well, excuse me. Excuse me. But um, that to me was one of the ones where I was like, wow, there's a lot of um, cultural impact mm-hmm. behind what this guy did and not, not to put any, you know, on Kashif or, or Hamilton, you know, but this to me was like, everyone can identify with some yeah. of the music that mm-hmm. he put out. And you can't necessarily say that because MJ to well, this day gets played at every bar. Well, I like to think in every city to this podcast, guess what? You thought Michael wrote thriller. Fucking idiot. You dumb. You're a dumb fuck. Well, it guess is. what? Yeah. Now, you know, yeah. Go listen to baby. New line now. I'm on the way home. And that's a peacock. That's a peacock. You enjoyed that peacock. That was fun. Yeah, I thought was, you knew them for sure. For just, sure, burgers. Gonna, just gonna keep him. keep digging in on me about that. Um. Yeah. And uh, but uh, before we uh, close out here, I um, I kind of wanted to bring something to your attention. Um, what do you got? So uh, I was watching the news and stuff the other day, and um, this would technically be a headlines then, huh? Yeah, but, you know, I'm just going to slip it in there. I mean, I kind of slipped in a, you know, a past headlines there, so I'll slip in a future headlines in there now. Okay. Um, now, for the audience that they don't know, I grew up, I was born and raised here in Fort Lauderdale, South Florida. Uh, Jordan. I immigrated here. Yeah, 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 yeah. We didn't get that wall up in time. Um, <laughs> and uh, I saw on the news that... There is a huge faction of, you know, wild monkeys now. Where? Over by the airport, which is right off where by you live. So my, my backyard. Yeah. And let me give you a little backstory on the backyard. Yeah, I need to know more about that. So in when when Hurricane Andrew hit. Okay, 92. What's right. up? Um, was it 92? I thought it was like 94. I made that up. I don't yeah. know. I think that was 94. I'm going 92. I'm going 92. I'm looking it up. Look it up. I'm going 94. You're going 92. So back when Hurricane Andrew hit, uh, that guy messed it all up, and the zoos got totally messed up, and a ton of monkeys got out at, like, 
I don't even know what it was. It wasn't even like, you know, a local zoo. Hurricane Andrew, August 1992. Point for me. Might be. Okay. Um, Category five. Yeah. And uh, it, it, well, I don't, it wasn't because there's no zoos around here, but somebody I mean, had. Yeah, it's a good 45 minutes away right, driving. But, but yeah. there's, there, I don't know, someone, someone had some monkeys around here. And they got loose because they, you know, they knocked on all the fence, you know, the hurricane knocked on all the fence. So all these monkeys got loose. And I can, and I can tell you from personal experiences, uh, it was a thing. Like, have you ever I, seen one? Yes. Like you, yes. you have. I'm, yeah, I'm going to tell you this. Oh, yeah. So when it first happened, uh, I think it was a local breed. There was this local breeder over off of like, you know, the new river and he had them and that's who, that's what got loose. And when, right after it happened... Uh, I had this friend that lived over off the new river and you, there were wild monkeys that were like, you know, going across the river and like, kind of like, you know, causing a foul. Like it was like a thing. Like there was like these loose monkeys and there was nothing that no one could do because you can't catch these motherfuckers. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah. So they all kind of, um, I don't know how it happened, but they pretty much resided. Then they all... There was there's these there's these things there's these things of mangroves right now I'm, you know when you're going to the uh, to the airport if you go if you're heading down uh, 595 mm-hmm. there's all these mangroves right before you get off yeah and that's where they all went because the monkeys love the mangroves and the city of Fort Lauderdale at that point when I was younger they were like yo fuck it yeah let them ride there <laughs> like you know we can't we can't go and grab them like it's a thing. Let them ride there. And at that point, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know how many there were. But, and now I'm watching the news now, and there's now about 60 to 75 of them now there. Like, they're, like, you know, reproducing. And to answer your question, have I seen one? I have seen one. You know where uh, Lauderdale is? Yeah. It, they're right behind Lauderdale. I, I'm, get, I'm pulling up an article here. That says a colony of several dozen monkeys lives near the Fort Lauderdale airport, and this is not an urban legend. This, this is this is confirmed. I'm looking at pictures. Not a conspiracy right theory. now of literally people feeding monkeys. Do not feed the monkeys, but they are feeding the monkeys. Yeah, in an area like that CBD. looks like my neighborhood, they like CBD and uh, virgin oh, blood. Oh man. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so and at that point it was like it was like a small colony, but now there's like sixty to seventy five of these guys. You know, they're reproducing and shit. And the city is like, yo, that's a lot of monkeys. Would you dare say a barrel of monkeys? Wow. Remember that game? Mm-hmm. Terrible game. Yeah, not a great game. Not a, not a fun game. Great name, though. Yeah. Uh, but I thought that was interesting. And I wanted to get that on your radar just because you're over, you're over there. Hello, wife? Yeah. Be on the lookout for some monkey business in the backyard. Okay. Love you, too. She said, are you out back or? I don't, yo, I'm going to have just the binoculars and just the big net and one of those, uh, you know, one of those straw hats. And I'm going to catch George. <laughs> curious. He's curious. And I will probably just re-release him in the wild. Not yeah, they're house. there. They're there. Um, I actually had one run in with them uh, back when I used to uh, DJ. It seems like I don't even DJ anymore. Like uh, this, this pandemic has put the shutdown to everything, and I couldn't even know how to DJ anymore. 
Well, let's put you on the ones and twos on this podcast, bro. Yeah, no. Get you spinning something. Maybe. Put some put something out there. Do I still have it? Uh I don't know. I know. I don't prove know. it. Word. We're gonna Word. put you on a one year prove it deal. Word. And you'll bet on yourself. All right. You'll probably outperform, you know, all the little things within the contracts that are gonna get you, you know, extra bonuses. Mm. And then we're gonna sign you to a long term deal signing the contract? year after that. Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna get you. We're gonna get you locked into South Florida. Speaking of signing contract, before we get out of here, I guess we have to do a little bit of a Super Bowl preview. We got Super Sunday coming up. Yeah, we got Super Sunday coming up, and uh, if you don't know, you know, as online gambling and betting has become more of like a, you know, in the zeitgeist now of popular culture, it's becoming. It's Spell like that word, zeitgeist. Z-E-I-T-G-E-I-S-T. Correct. Is it? Yep. What can I say? Um, so I just want to, you know, Alex and I love to, you know, put a little action on, on you know, the NFL games, a lot of Braves games. We get down and we put a little, throw a little juice in there. Go Bravos. But, go Bravos. But, you know, Super Sunday is... By the way, uh, did you see Chipper Jones is the new hitting coach? Uh, yes, I did. We are pounding it right now. Yep. Thank you. Um, but Super Sunday is, I think, the most bet on game mm-hmm. of the year. What are you betting on? You got... You got uh, oh, I'm taking the Chiefs. Yes. I got the Chiefs. You got the Chiefs? Fuck Tampa Bay. Do you want to... Do I'll take Tampa Bay. You want to do a straight up right now? Yeah. You take Chiefs, I take Tampa? Yeah. What, what do you want to put on it? Fifth spot? 50? Yeah. 50 spot right here. Here, slap it so they can hear it like ASMR or whatever. Where does the S go? I don't know. All right. Okay. Yeah. All right, 50 so, bucks. I got Tampa. Yes. And I got uh, I got the Chiefs. So. Loser. Obviously, <laughs> obviously there's plenty of, of the regular bets out there. But this brings up a very important day for me, which is the one-year anniversary of the day that I bet on J-Lo showing butt cleavage Ooh, at the Super Bowl. And controversial. I cashed on that. Controversial. I said definitely butt cleavage. It's down here in Miami. They're definitely going to show that caboose. I didn't know what butt cleavage was until that. Me either. I that became was, that was that that was when it I became it was a thing. Just like you know, their ass. They put know? that in the dictionary the next year. Yeah. Did you know that? No. Me either. I made that up. So, Have my first half. I know. So there's a couple here. I just want to go through. Got some. Wanna, what, well, you got some. Just uh, some prop some bets. bets. Yeah. The first one, of course, is heads or tails. You got to win a little bit of money before the game even starts. This is the best one because this, this it's is, 50-50. This is this is the best one. That's it. So and, what are you going with? Um, everyone says tails never fails. I'm a heads guy, but you know me. Um, I'm just you know just it, tails never fails. So you're going tails. You want to bet on that one? Yep. Twenty five. Twenty five. Okay. Damn. All right. The I, next. I, I didn't expect this uh, this segment to go into escalated like, quickly. Money. We're but... degenerate gamblers. Okay, what do you mean? Let's do it. The next one is I need to do a little bit of homework on. It says sung by Jay Sullivan and E Church. I guess that's who's doing. There's it. two people. Yeah, there's two people singing this year. Oh wow! So yeah, that's going to skew thing. things. So it's the national anthem length in seconds. Under over 118 and a half seconds. Now, I've thought about this. This That seems, I just want to go out and say it, that seems long. So check me that out. That seems forever. This is my theory on it. Okay. So check me out because I've thought about this because this year they have two people singing it. So who do they go with? No, they're both singing it, you know, duet style. Okay. Back and forth. 
Okay. This is what I'm thinking. I'm going the over. I always, um, you only live once, always bet the over. That's kind of my thought. I'm going the over on it. And my thinking behind it is I'm thinking these guys, Sullivan and Church, mm-hmm. Hall and Oates, they're, they're going to get going, right? And then Sullivan, say, say Sullivan goes first, right? Mm-hmm. Sullivan goes first. He or she, they, whatever they are, they're going out there just bolting the first verse. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Eric Church is over here going, I'm not going to be upstaged. Yeah, definitely not. So now, what's he What's he doing? Oh, so this is a tit-for-tat situation. So he's going, okay. Biggest stage of the world. Yeah, yeah. I'll go longer. I'll start, I'll start holding notes. You know what I mean? Okay. I'll start hauling notes. <laughs> I like that. So there? Right? Yeah. Put so I'm thinking that they're going to start going, yo, don't outdo me. Don't outdo me. No, you don't. You don't. No. And then they, So it's, it's 118 and a half seconds. So we think more like seven minutes. Is what you're gonna go with? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Seven minute rendition. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that. I, I think like they're that. gonna get a little mad at each other and, and go back and forth. Okay. The next one, which I always find to be uh, a great one, and you know, there's always got to be like the insiders, like the the ball boy that filled up the mm. Gatorade before the game knows that there's three coolers of the red on their side. So if they win, you know, and then that gets out to if someone. If you know the ball boy of the winning team. You you got to hammer that. You bet. you you hand him a thousand dollars and tell him pour all the other ones out. Correct. Right at the end. Correct. And say this is the only one we got. And uh, then you lineman. Sh- and then you grab sh- that. Then you shrug. So Gatorade color that will be dumped on the winning coach. It's orange, red, and pink. Okay. Or Same any thing. or any other color. It's either it's either orange. And it's orange, orange, red, red and, pink. and pink. That's one. It's got to be one. That's one, or okay. any other, or basically the field. You can tell that, like in the past, you can tell in the past the Super Bowls, people got mad. They're like, "That's not orange. That's red." And that's they, a you can tell a billion percent. They're like, "No, it's got a tinge of rose." I think I'm actually gonna bet right now on. I think I'm going orange, red, and pink. Both teams, Chiefs are gonna be wearing the red. Um, Tampa Bay's gonna be wearing white. They both have red and a little bit of orange what's in the, their uh, jerseys. What are the odds on them? It's uh, for orange, red, slash pink. It's going to be minus 130. Any other color, plus 100. All right. Can we just round out our Can we just round out our, our betting? Mm-hmm. I'll take the other for Deal. 25. And we just round out to 100. Call. Yes. Now listen for it. That was it. Okay. Perfect. Confirming that. I love it. Okay, so um, the only other one that I have here, give me one sec, Phil for me. Um, the uh, the one the one prop bet that I was surprised uh, that wasn't on there was um, the uh, the amount of people that were going to be disgusted by uh, the weekend's plastic surgery. Wait, let's. I, I'm glad you brought that up because I did want to talk. I did want to talk about the music side of this. Is that fucking real or is that a music video? I showed we. You were there with me with Nate. We talked about it. It's real. You saw his plastic surgery. It looks like a fucking bag of dicks. I don't. Be, I refuse. I wow. will. I will accept it only once I see it on the grandest stage. Right. I don't believe that. You don't believe. Is he me? got like a Michael like a Michael complex? Does Does he sound like Michael? If it sounds like a duck, it looks like a duck. Quack. 
Okay. Here's the only other one that I find. There's some there's some interesting ones where they go cross sports in here. So here's another one. It's uh, the points scored by both teams in the first half. Okay. So Bucks and Chiefs combined points versus how many points James Harden scores totally in the Nets 76ers game. Uh, wow. So his points, you know, so let's just assume he's going to score like 30 points in the game. Do we think that they're going to score more than that in only in the first half? So would you go Harden or would you go first half Super Bowl combined total? Okay, so I mean, I, I you got the uh, you got your finger on the trigger as far as internet right now. Yeah, my my one question. That I, okay, that, so I can answer. You want this. average? No, no, no. What I want to know is it a back to back for Harden? If it's a back, if if it's the second game of a back to back, I'll tell you right now. I bet you Harden doesn't even play. Uh, it is. Yes, he plays. They play Friday, February fifth. There it is against there the Rap against the Raptors, and then the game that matters is the next night at 76ers on the sixth. But he might not play against the Raptors. The Raptors are below 500. 76ers are a better team. Or so is maybe he, they, or is Harden going to take off into the strip club and watch the game? The real question is how good are the strip clubs in? Um, where do the don't the Raptors well, play in, in the Tampa? Tampa? Yeah, it's the Tampa Bay Raptors. Mons Venus. Okay, over. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going Harden. I'm going Harden. So he goes to the strip club night before. What's the, what's the number? What's the number? Like the the yeah, odds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the uh, what's the number that? Uh, uh, let me see here. It's got to be like it's um, twenty nine or something. Well, well, it it we don't know. It depends on how many points he scores. Oh, oh, you're, you're in right. The game. It's, it's, it's in the game. Straight up, you're, yeah. So let's just look it up real quick. Uh, James Harden, uh, average. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm going under that. I mean, I'm going under that because now that I know that it's in Tampa and we got Mons Venus in the mix, uh, I'm going under. He's averaging right now this season 24.4 points per game. I mean, Vegas, That's low Vegas for him. is begging us to take the over, no? Well, it's either him or taking us. Him. Or, I'm sorry. I keep saying over and under. I'm sorry. Yeah, so are, are you going more uh, – are you going to go I mean, Super Bowl or are you going to go basketball? Of basically? course, right? I don't know, man. That's basically – I mean, let's just say – It mean, would have for, to be like 14 to 10 in the first half. Do you think – Mahomes. Yeah. Um, go for his baby goat. I think I'm going to go – I think I'm going. You want to just do that one together and, and hammer the. Uh, what do you think? Hammer the uh, the game. Uh, James Harden points is minus one ten. Super Bowl points are minus one twenty. Uh, fuck that one. Right. Yeah, they're not. That's just one to keep an eye but on. It's, it's fun. It's fun to play. Yeah, keep an eye on. There's a lot of these here. It's uh, there's another one that's uh, Joel Embiid's points versus the Buccaneers points in the entire game. Um, there's also, I like this one, actually. This is one that I think that we should look into. Donovan Mitchell, total points. Who? Donovan Mitchell plays for the Jazz. Who? Donovan Mitchell. Spider. And, um, it's either going to be Donovan Mitchell's points or Travis Kelsey's longest reception. What do you think? So let's just say so Donovan, Donovan Mitchell is going to have 35 points. Do you think Travis Kelsey is going to score 
uh, oh no, his recept, his longest reception is going to be. I'm I'm taking Travis Kelsey in that situation. Really? Yeah. I also took. I don't even know who Donovan Mitchell is, and I want to take him. See, well, you're no. no. Who the hell are the Jazz playing? Uh, good question. Doesn't matter. I'm Don't hammering the Travis Miami Kelsey. Heat. Don't say the Miami Heat. No, it's not. It's, <laughs> <laughs> um, I got to look that up. But, um, that'd be Jazz. Let's, let's like. lay some money on that one. Just like, you know. I put a little, to, tw- I put a little 25 on that. Did you? Yeah. Just because I want to be in the mix. You put on that one? Yeah. I, well, I put it on Travis Kel- Kelsey. Yeah. I also took Travis Kelsey to score the first touchdown of the game plus 500. Um, guess what I did? A weird thing. They play the Pacers, by the way. I was listening to talk radio today, and I got sucked in, um, and they had Jared Allen on. Mm-hmm. Remember Jared, Jared Allen? Remember him? Oh, yeah. Uh, he was doing, like, you know, the Radio Row thing, mm-hmm. and he uh, was doing a spot for Volvo. Uh-huh. You know, there was, you know, the, you know, the yeah. guest row was like, uh, Yeah, what do, what are you pitching while well, I'm here on right, behalf of, right. of Laffy Taffy? Right. Uh-huh. So Jared Allen was doing a Volvo thing, and Volvo, you sign up on, you know, the website or whatever, and if there's ever a safety in the game, because Volvo is all about safety. I like what you did there. Um, If there's ever a safety in, they're going to do a raffle, and... Uh, for 10, I think it's like five or 10 people and they're going to give away, you know, $2 million in cars. That seems like a, well, I did it. <laughs> how right, weird is I that? I want to shake how hands. Weird is that? If there's a safety and you win, I want half the car. Well, I then want, if there's a safety, then I get put into the pool. Yeah. 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 The, Assuming all that happens and yeah. you, and you win, I want half the car. You want half the car? Yeah, I want to be. You still haven't paid for the, the the parking ticket that I that I paid for last last week. Is like you know. Well, are you gonna, yeah, are you gonna pay for that or no? Uh, I bought some squares. So let the record show that that no, was a no. no that's okay. a no. That's, that's a no. no. I already paid for it, so it's fine. I had to, I had to like you know because the uh, you know the due date was coming up, mm-hmm. and they wanted to get you another fifteen on that if you didn't pay up. Oh yeah, I've had a couple laps where I had to pay like eighty bucks. Oops. Okay, so this is the thing. So I should never ever listen to you ever again with paying parking. Yeah, uh, I clearly have a checkered past, and I'd prefer if whatever I tell you to do, you just go ahead and do the opposite. It's the reason why I did it was because I thought you were going to pay half or the whole thing. But honestly, um, now we're talking about it, like it really like I'm, the numbers were very. I'm going to decommit um, yeah. from that university, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to be paying that. I'm now gonna re- it to you. I'm re- gonna I'm gonna reconsider my options. I'm probably gonna go to UM, and I'm I'm just gonna reconsider. I'm not gonna come to your to your school. Okay, all right, that's fine. Lucky enough for you, the U is back. Is it? No. Okay. Yeah. But uh, let's uh, like I mean, always, always, always a pleasure. On a this is a, this is a fun one because it was on a Wednesday. Yeah, you know, we had some scheduling issues. You know, I had to be the best man. Slash everything. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we had we, we had to put it out for the people. The people were clamoring. Yeah. I was getting a lot of messages saying, hey, you know, this is basically better than crack. Who is um, who? Who? Just a lot of people. Dude, you know who hit me up about it? Who? Who really enjoyed it? Who? Ricky Williams. Did he? Yeah. Run, he said, run, run, Ricky won. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. The, Ricky, this one's for you. Yeah. Um... 
yeah, thank you everybody for uh, always listening. Um, as always, uh, subscribe, rate. Uh, you Check know. out that playlist yeah. on Spotify, Peacocks yep. and Music. Mm-hmm. And um, um, we'll we'll be back next time. We'll, uh, again, the uh, the audio will, will be a little bit better. You know, we had playing hurt, snappy. man. Yeah, tape that ankle. Yeah, yeah. Give me. We went to the locker room. We took a shot of uh, you know steroids or whatever they give them. That makes them uh, have CT at the end of life and want to like you know beat their wives and shoot themselves in the face. Ugh. Dark turn. Remember that guy? And, like you see that junior see that, uh, No, you see that guy this week on on the Seahawks. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh? Yeah. Saw that. Mm-hmm. Just choked his wife out. Almost killed her. And was just like, yeah. Guess why? Idiot. Football. Yeah. Take it back to a positive note, though. Um, back to a positive note. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I can't. How do I? How do I bring it back? I don't know how you segue from that. Uh, like, subscribe, review. review, check out the playlist. Um, we're gonna get back to you after Super Sunday. Uh, Benson will be paying me a lot of money, and yeah, we'll, we'll give you the updates on. Yeah, yeah, what we're I gonna. Lost. We're definitely gonna update. Yeah, we will update. There will be a changing of of hands of money. And I'm Spoiler gonna... alert, he didn't pay for my parking ticket, so we'll see how that goes. Mm. Mm. See you guys. All right, later.